1: 2020 you're listening to the relevant podcast i'm your host tyler huckabee here in nashville tennessee and back there in orlando florida making sure that we stay on the rails and don't go into the ditch is our friend our illustrious producer chandler strang hello Meanwhile, ensuring that we do go off the rails and into a ditch up there in Loveland, Virginia, is our friend Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. A lot to get to today. A lot of hot topics. Oh, yeah. A lot we, of hot ones. Yeah, a lot we, of hot we, topics. We're, we're, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Chandler and Jesse are locked in this immortal combat. Just two sides. <laughs> it's like the yin and the yang. One trying to keep uh, maintain like a series of order, and then Jesse is like an agent of chaos, like That's Batman right. and the Joker. Just, you never know who's going to come out on top. Why
0: so serious,
1: Chandler? But going wrong. One. Before this podcast so
0: starts,
1: <laughs> and then out there on the West Coast, we're always happy to welcome to the relevant podcast. Uh, I don't know if you're, I don't know what what force you're for, prob, but we're good. Well, proud to welcome back our friend Propaganda. Uh, what's up, Wes? Wes, do you see yourself as more of a as more of a chaotic energy or a, or order energy, Prop? Here's how I like to explain it.
2: Okay. I think of it as like water coloring. Okay, so it's like okay. water is fluid. It if you let it do what it does, with the matched with the abilities that you have, there can be beauty. So it's mm. beauty and chaos. So yeah. there's free forming. You can't uh, force man. the water to do stuff, but you can <laughs> dance with it. So I'm not ordering chaos. <laughs> I'm you. about the dance. Oh, man, the dance. That was way
1: more in depth. You'd put much more thought into that than I thought. You really oh, had yeah. and that was. But that that was a really good. I think about it often. I'm glad yes. you're here. That's that's gonna add a lot to this podcast. And you're just very pretty, like watercolor as well. I'm yeah. more of a sand
0: art guy. Yeah. You guys remember that from like elementary school? Where you get the pink sand and the blue sand and the green sand, and yeah. then I just shake it all up and get brown <laughs> sand. And that's more my style. Just seeing what the sand will do. Yeah. Because with props, you know, water goes wherever. Sandy's got a big mess at the end of the day, and everyone's yes. mad at you. That's my that's yeah. my philosophy for my own
1: art. Create a kind of big mess. Get familiar mad. with it. <laughs> I think I'm more of a tie dye guy. Like you put a bunch of different colors on me. You tie me up. You throw me into some water. Let me soak there overnight. And then you pull me out. Open me up and you're like, Oh, that was kind of cool in the seventies. That was pretty much the extent of my, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my, that's the energy that I bring to this podcast. Jesse, you were right. We do have a lot to get to yeah. today. We, 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 uh, we're talking to, oh, this is going to be fun. We're talking to Echo Smith front woman, Sydney Sirota. She's uh, here to talk about the band's new album, The Lonely Generation. That actually comes out today. So that's cool. It's been a while since we heard from Echo Smith. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that conversation. Yeah. We also want to talk prop. I'm glad you're here yeah. because, uh, you've Got some stuff to talk about. You started another. We were talking about this before we started recording. You're becoming a podcast mogul. Yeah, you're man. Becoming, uh-huh. uh, you're like you're like a minus CEO. You're like you a know? corporate. <laughs> 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 you're like a corporate businessman <laughs> with no money. So not really like a corporate yes. businessman at all. But you've got a new podcast. Yeah. Called the what? Yes. Hood Politics.
2: Hood Politics with Prof. Yeah. Uh. So you know when we did the Red Couch Pod, you know we've always had. It was always broken up into segments. And what we started finding was like, you know, people chose which segment they would skip to. So it's like oh, you sure. would come <laughs> either for hood politics or you would come for some of the social, political, social emotional stuff that like AMA would bring. So mm-hmm. then there just became a demand. It was like, man, hood politics needs to be its own. And first I was like, Man, well, nobody's gonna listen to the red couch if we you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> but we found a good like happy medium and i'm super excited it launches first shows today actually this friday um yeah man and it's like the 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 biggest the biggest like philosophy i'm this is a big answer but like i want y'all yeah, to come hear. hopefully y'all listeners will come check it out but it's like okay so you know before i was a uh, musician before i did music full-time at least i was a high school teacher and in california you know for for ninth grade like social science you have to passed three different parts of tests, like world history, U.S. history, and then like government and and economics, right? And I failed the economics test three times. And and like, for me, I'm like, okay, I was like, you know, Rhodes, not Rhodes Scholar, but I was like National Honor Society, like 3.8 GPA, like I, this was so new to me to fail stuff. And it wasn't because I didn't know the content. I'm from inner city Los Angeles. It's real simple. You spend money, You don't spend money you don't have. That's (laughs) easy, right? You know, spend money on stuff that's going to make you money. I just, I don't understand why this is so hard. Like, so it wasn't that I didn't know the answers. I just didn't know how they wanted me to say the answer, right? Oh, I see. So, so, but that'll start making you feel like you don't know what you're talking about. But I was like, God, I, Mm. I know I know what I'm talking about. I just don't know how to say it to you. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that with politics. It's like, They're using all these words and make you feel like you don't know what it is, but I want you to know that's really the science behind it. You do actually know. It's just no one said it for you in a way you understand. So it's not like I'm not giving commentary. I'm not trying to tell you what to think about it. It's just more like here's a way to understand what's happening. And it's just it's just gangbanging. That's what it is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, so, so prop for, for maybe a little sample. I don't want to give away too much of the first show, which drops tomorrow. So maybe this could be a abbreviated okay. version, but like the, yes. the situation that we're, we're the America's in right now, where, yeah. uh, the president, um, ordered a, an uh, basically an assassination on yes. the leader of a foreign military, uh, you know, uh, yes. the, uh, a general from Iran in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been a series of, uh, provocations on both sin on both sides. It looks like, you know, this conflict was escalating, but day by day, it seems like it might be deescalating. It seems very complex. If you had to do a hood politics take on what's happening right now between the U S and Iran, that's, that's somewhat abbreviated give people a sample of the show. How would you break the situation
2: down? Well, that's great. Cause that is the first episode. (laughs) It's, it's, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's pretty simple. It's like, you're, you're still talking about like, Two very complicated not so good dudes, you know what I'm saying like so yeah. wherever we're talking yeah. about like violence it's like th- that that dude's a hero to your neighborhood, to his neighborhood, and my guy's a hero to my neighborhood, even though I know this guy's probably actually very dangerous I wouldn't never let him like babysit my kids, but I mean it's my guy <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so yeah. the thing is like this guy heard the other guy was talking crap and said he was going to jump me after school. So I'm not just going to wait for this fool to jump me after school. I'm going to find out what his fifth period is. (laughs) And you know, I'm just going to go like punch the guy in class in front of everybody. So everybody thinks I'm crazy. But the problem is that might be a mistake because the dude you punched may decide, okay, this is the last time you're going to pick on me. Right. And Mm. sometimes bullies get knocked out because of that, because you just tried, you just choose the wrong dude on the wrong day right? So this might be our situation. Now, here's another take for it for the rest of America. It's like, hey, you ever been like sitting at the table with, you know, it's, let's just say you're sitting at your lunch table with like all your friends or something. Okay. And one of your friends just happens to be a loud mouth, right? And he just decides to just roast some dude walking across the lunch room, right? He just roasts yeah. him, you know? Yeah. None of us asked him, he didn't confer with us as to whether he was going to roast this dude. Right. But he just decides
0: to. Froth, to be fair, you're describing the last time we went out to lunch and I, for some reason, wanted to talk smack to just a random table in the Chipotle. He just out of nowhere,
2: Jesse just starts talking smack to this dude. And the dude looks at the table and goes, not at, not at the guy talking crap. He looks at the table and he says, hey, is that your boy? Is that your boy? that
0: guy i've never met that yeah. guy."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the boy goes yeah you're like i don't know what he's talking about but you can't say i don't know what he's talking about because all sitting together yeah. we all been sitting together this whole time so now that guy walks over to his own table and then 50 dudes stand up and they're all freaking bodybuilders <laughs> and now we all got to fight none of us yeah. asked to fight but now we all got to fight because you just started talking
0: Well, to be fair, Prop, that guy had an obnoxious amount of guacamole (laughs) on his bowl, and someone needed to say something. Exactly. Someone needed to say something. There's only so much at the restaurant. A lot of people like guac. I,
1: I I wasn't there for this, but Jesse, I want you to know that anytime we're in public, if you decide to pick a fight with somebody, no matter how many friends he has, no matter how jacked these guys are, I got your back. I'll be there for you, but I'm, I'll follow, Good. I'll follow you into, it could be the entire football team. They're, they come at us, you and me one-on-one. We will go down fast and hard. We will lose. We we may well die, but, but I, but I don't abandon my friends. It will oh, be I'm like the NATO of friends. Yes. So so, prop, each of we, friends.
0: so, so I got, I got another question about the pod, about hood politics. Yes. Yeah. So yes, (laughs) each week now, are you guys tackling like a different political situation, like a single political situation each week or just kind of what is happening in politics that week, even if it's sort of a bunch of stuff?
2: It's a little bit of both because like you know there's there's sometimes like if we were going to talk about the impeachment like right now the impeachment's like it's pretty much at a standstill so we can't really Mm -hmm. do a thing about that you know what i'm saying but if there are like we're going to try to do depending on who the guests are like and what their expertise is try to do some things like 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 uh we got one uh show planned that's just a deep dive into the like Iran-Iraq war right yeah um and then there's going to be one where we're just going to talk about like sanctions and what sanctions mean and you know what I'm saying so like there will be some things that are just like this is a political concept this is what that means when they say mm-hmm. that and then but yeah. um because of just the nature of 2020 it's like there's no shortage of of yeah. new
1: <laughs> <hot> headlines material. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Yes,
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I kind of I wish yeah. I'm glad
0: the show is coming out now, but I, I kind of wish that we and maybe you could do maybe you could do like the the, the you know stories that you know that are that still have legs are a little evergreen because I would have loved to hear the hood politics take on the Christianity Today editorial and the and the, oh, yes. and the weird response from both sides. We've talked about a lot oh, on this yes. pod but i would love yes. a hood politics can, can you do this at some point in the year can you sort of uh-huh. do uh, you know stories we miss or something like that and, and do a take yeah, on yeah, that yeah. because i feel like that one is just rife with interesting analogies about the dynamics oh, yeah. happening there that's easy well i that's am in. Easy yeah that's easy I'm that's in. i in. that's, feuding, oh, that's right. feuding
2: blood hoods like aren't y'all both bloods <laughs> You know what I'm saying? it's different it's like oh i, I guess okay you know what I'm saying? That,
0: so you're saying that's a that's a that's like an inner gang rivalry like that's two, yes. uh, two dudes like, in the same crew yeah
2: i'm confused y'all both wearing red.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now they're throwing down. <laughs> now they're throwing down. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're throwing down in a Chipotle.
2: So yes. something's going on there. It's <laughs> uh, something's really going on. And, which is like, which is so crazy because it's actually pretty normal that like it sets beef between each other. It if you're yeah. not involved, you don't understand what's happening. Which is basically the rest of non evangelical America going. I'm yeah. sorry, what? <laughs>
1: I yeah. thought y'all. Liked each other. Nope. <laughs> I like that both of these uh, that we've brought those of these these political situations we brought up so far have, and, and I hope this is going to be the theme of HUD politics. You've used an analogy of a brawl to explain both of them because that really has helped crystallize it for me. That's probably pretty fair. That's probably not like an unfair. Like you could probably you could probably boil down most of the things happening in America right now to some sort of you're out with your boys, yes. you see another group of but, and then that and then That's just take it. it from there. No matter what any, no matter what we think about it, it's like well i guess we gotta
2: i guess i guess we're fighting today yeah well listen someone just
0: threw a, a a bag a brown bag of tortilla chips at my buddy here we go again chipotle
1: fight here time we yeah we've chipotle all been fight that. All, right. Yeah, all right yeah okay so it's Podcast. called hood politics. Hood, politics. It's hood politics it's out hood today Yes, It's out today. We People, as soon as they're done listening to this podcast, they can go right over there Go listen subscribe. to you talk about... If you if you like the first five minutes of this yes. podcast, you're going to love the entirety <laughs> of HUD <laughs> politics. Yes. But unfortunately, now we have to move on to Echo Smith and stuff for those people.
2: And I talk about a, a relevity... Uh, yeah relevant we got relevant
1: stuff too <laughs> yes. we are
2: we
0: do
1: have some more stuff coming up we even we even got we some got, politics
0: we we have a, we have a couple stories that that have we, even we got have some a political couple stories coming up yeah 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 exactly
1: yeah, yeah yeah we're not done talking about brawls yet yes. we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna be doing the hot list listening to Mono No Aware by Great Grandpa. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Grant Green by Mr. Jukes. Is there a Mrs. <laughs> Jukes at home? All right, so it's time for our weekly hey, look hey, back. T- Tyler, <laughs>
0: Tyler, a joke like that is enough to get you beat up at a Chipotle. So let's just watch yourself.
1: Well aware of, of, and I am, of exactly who I'm and as a sidebar,
2: And as a sidebar, I am a huge Mr. Jukes fan, and Tried to reach out to him for my record. Okay.
1: Well, if you could apologize no to him on my behalf, I was not trying to insult Mrs. Jukes. I'm sure she's I'm sure she's lovely. Still doesn't know who I am. He didn't <laughs> respond. <laughs> well,
0: I hope Tyler doesn't see Mr. or Miss Jukes in a Chipotle because of that joke I will not have his back. I will watch him that's get beat down yes, and get fair. sour cream. Yo, yo, okay. right. I brought friends. this I brought this on myself.
1: Time for a weekly look back at the top five stories that caught our eye through section of faith and culture this week. It's time for It's the list, The
3: list.
1: It's sizzling. Number five this week, Timothy Chalamet will be playing Bob Dylan. In a movie from the Logan director. Okay, so this is, this, uh, I'm. I'm interested in y'all's thoughts on this. So we all know who Timothy Chalamet is. We don't. He's, we don't all know. Slow down.
2: We don't
0: all know.
1: Two-thirds of the
2: podcast white knows.
1: <laughs> can't, can't just be naming white boys and thinking I know them. <laughs> what about the name Timothy, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> makes you think that he's a white boy? <laughs> <laughs> Arguably one of the, the whitest oh, names word. ever. Yeah. yeah. Tanner. Or, a, do you know Tanner, do you know who Timothy Chalamet is? I do not. Okay, so half the podcast knows who Timothy Chalamet is and half does not. So Timothy Chalamet, uh I think he kind of first got <laughs> big in Call Me By Your Name. And uh, he was in Little Women this year. He was one of, he was the he was the non woman in Little Women. Uh, oh, he's man. gonna be in Dune later this year. God, none he's of like this a, is He's healthy. like a fairly famous. Uh, he's a fairly famous <laughs> young actor. I'm just gonna have to <laughs> Google him. <huh>? i right? <laughs> I know who yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, I think <laughs> he kind of looks. Like, yeah, he's he's kind of got like a Bob Dylan path. look to him. Oh, okay. He looks a little like Bob Dylan. Yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, yeah this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of tiny. He's kind of he's like a he's like a small boy. I gotta say that
2: my phone was listening to us pod because I just typed in T I M and it knew I was looking for this guy.
1: Not surprising. Not surprising. I, yeah. Oh, man. I know about... It's so, creepy. He's got, a, he's got a new role. He's going to be playing Bob Dylan in the next music biopic. It's called Going Electric. It'll tell the story of the singer's infamous turn from folk to rock and roll. This movie is going to be directed by James Mangold, who did Walk the Line, Ford vs. Ferrari, and Logan. It's a good fit for Chalamet, who looks a little bit like Dylan, and whose own star has rocketed into a rare stratosphere. Not if you ask people on this podcast, but uh, uh, a lot of people would say uh, rocketed <laughs> into a rare stratosphere or last few years from turns and Call Me By Your Name and Ladybird to this year's The King and Little Women. This is the latest attempt to tell Dylan's story. The most recent one was in 2007 with I'm Not There, which cast Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Marcus Carl Franklin, Richard Gere, Heath Ledger, and Ben Weishaw as Dylan in an unconventional attempt to tackle his chameleon-like persona. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's also Scorsese's documentary, No direction home. (laughs) All right. So where are we at on the on the uh, on the where are we at on the musical biopic thing in general? I want to defer
0: to prop here because prop, you're an artist. And so you have a unique perspective on this. And we're kind of in this golden age of biopics. We had the 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 queen one. We had the one on Elton John. We had the N.W.A. one a uh, a couple of years ago as an artist. What are your feelings about? Yeah. This this kind of biopic resurgence we're in right now.
2: Man, um, I like it in the sense that, in this sense, the when I think of like the music that changed and just shaped my parents, like I could not emotionally relate to it. Like they put on a temptation, sure. they put on OJs, sure. they put on like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I watched like a Josephine Baker, like, you know, Uh, film where you know i'm saying like dorothy dandridge like these songs these stuff that like were icons for my parents that i just could not relate to because i wasn't there i don't know you know i'm saying so there's a part of me that is excited for that for this group of you know 20 somethings to be able to be like nah like you're the boomers aren't making up how important john bob dylan is like we're not making yeah. this up like yeah, yeah, that yeah. fool you know what i'm saying change the world so there's a part of me that like is excited about that that like the movie will bring that interest back into kids and and in the same way that it like made me appreciate more motown and the 60 you know what i'm saying i appreciated yeah. it more because i saw it in a movie um it, Cause it's hard, you know, when you hear just the sound quality of like your parents, like records or tapes, it's like, I can't, I tried to show my, my, I didn't want to show my like children, the, the first three star Wars, you know, that, you know, the yeah. new hope. Cause I was just like, you're not gonna, you just, you're not gonna appreciate it. Cause visually yeah. it's just not there. You know what I'm saying? So having something updated is like super fresh. Having said that, um, I am vehemently against bad biopics good lord like the aaliyah one like the aaliyah the aaliyah Aaliyah biopic was was terrible you know what i'm saying (laughs) so like if you can't do it justice stop in the middle
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, the yeah, just one was, There are so many I, just abandoned shit. Anytime yeah. that people don't put in the requisite, like it seems like all of these middling ones that they try for like a lifetime TV yeah. thing. Those those crash and burn so fast, and yes, everybody yeah. knows the entire time. Like as soon as that first picture comes out, like we've got our first look at this person as it's a disaster. As I and as soon as you see it, you're like, nope, guys, it's a disaster. Well, yeah, I, I can tell from one behind the scenes photo, this yeah. is doomed to failure. Yeah, surely somebody there can yeah. tell. All right,
0: all right, well, well, on that note, then, because because the, the, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, there's an Aretha Franklin one coming out too, starring Jennifer Hudson. And I'm which I'm nervous. I think
2: are you? But she's the one. She's the one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm saying like if anybody yeah, yeah. has to do it, it's Jennifer Hudson. The problem is if the director don't get it, like especially somebody like Riri, like there you have to capture that soul. If you don't capture the soul, like. What do we, it's, okay, so take the Biggie, the Biggie documentary, Notorious, or not yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Biggie movie, Notorious. Yeah. Homie sounded like Biggie. Homie listens, you know, look like Biggie. Yeah. That wasn't a good movie. Because I was like, I yeah. don't, I ain't got the feels I had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh-huh.
2: uh-huh. Yeah. In the N.W.A., yeah. though, straight out of Compton, I was like, you transfixed me. This is it. We're here. Mm-hmm.
1: That was great. Yes. That was a really yeah. good movie. Nailed it. You know Straight Compton was great. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: fantastic. Okay, so how about this? If 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 you had to, if you got to uh, uh, green light any biopic on any artist throughout history, who would wow. you choose? It's uh, a good question. A, 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 you know,
2: a, any artist because any artist in history—that's not there's fair. some
0: likelihood. There's some likelihood that that would probably happen at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, dude! Like that's too hard. You know who man, I would want to
0: see. I think it, who is super fascinating is Hendrix. There needs to be a good Jimi Hendrix documentary. There was like, one with... Uh, there, was a,
1: there was a medium good one. A medium the, good one with was was Andre, Andre 3000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Andre, That's right. Andre dude. Dude. I totally forgot about that one. It, it, he looked great. He looked the yeah. part. He sounded like Hendrix. The movie was like okay, I would say. But yeah. he yeah. was the right he guy. It Kate, he was the Hendrix. guy yeah. that they, they yeah. cast him. Speaking yeah. of, I would do an would do an Andre biopic. Give I was going to say like, we need a outcast <laughs> yeah. an Outcast
0: yeah. movie. Give me movie. Even in the Christianity, I I've always felt like Keith Green was an interesting cat back in the seventies. You know, Weird. kind of a hippie, Weird kind dude. of CCM
1: guy. Uh, yeah. Didn't he die in a
0: plane crash pretty young? He died. I
1: don't know. I don't know how. I know he died young. Like I know he had an untimely Either death, way, but I don't but know what what happened to him. I'd love if to see
2: like biopics on some of the like people that shaped the sound so like a like a timberland like a pharrell even a jay dilla like some of like the producers you know what i'm saying that like turned like we can't you can't understate what timberland did to modern music like you know what i'm saying And, and just or or the whole scene so if you say like there's a like i think that would be more interesting to me like if they did pieces you know movies about an entire scene so like the detroit sound the like you know that miami or that oh, virginia that's beach kind of cool yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah the virginia beach scene that just like it just changed music wrecks and effects freaking you know what i'm saying yeah yeah clips and i mean there's
0: still i mean that scene is still you, you know shaping i mean obviously i'm biased because i i live here but yeah. like i mean even with you know kanye's latest then you see everything going yeah. on with uh a good music and uh yeah. You know, they're Virginia. still, yeah, yeah, exactly. That whole sound kind yeah. of originated, you know, from artists around here. You know,
1: yeah. But this is yeah. gonna sound like a bit, but I do, but I do mean this seriously. I was actually talking to my wife about this uh, a couple weeks ago. We, I, I think that the biopic that if I could greenlight one, and this is this is true, I would want to do. I would I would see a movie about a like a bad, like show me the, show me the smash mouth biopic oh my about God. the rise and fall of <laughs> yes. all star. Like, like take me, take, <laughs> into take yeah, me into that yeah, world. Take me into that. What's it like to rise and flame out immediately? Oh my God. Like Gosh. who should, they don't change the sound at all. They don't really change anything except for, for two years. They're inescapable. Show me the process of Shrek, the Shrek producers coming to your door and saying, well, We're going to pay you guys that's like so $30 million dollars for this. That's, that's, so interesting. I, that's a story that has yeah. been told.
2: I would love to, yeah, I'd love to see a story of like, you know, even if they could run like parallel, like them and like a nickelback or somebody that's like, exactly like at yes. the end of it is very content. That is just like, no, it was great. You know, they're like now raising their kids. Yeah. They got a kid in high school. Just like, it was great. You know, and I'm my 20s. I had a like, you know, of a smash platinum record now I'm over it I saw the world I'm good and then yeah, the other yeah. guy that's like still playing the troubadour like trying his best <laughs> you know what I mean to bring that back it's just like bro like just just not happy you know what I'm saying
1: there was a uh, there was a, a piece that I think uh, I think Stereogum did this piece on I can't think of the name of the guy but remember that song in the early 2000s that you steal my sunshine I was lying yeah. on the grass of yeah. Sunday sorry we don't we don't we don't, yeah, don't promote yeah. drug content here but yeah. that's what the song started and uh and they they found the guy who did that song and he's just a guy he's just living in canada has yeah. a normal person job he yeah. seems like he's ha- he's married he's got kids and he was like and they didn't even know how to find him he doesn't yeah. have a work he doesn't have a soundcloud page no he doesn't have yeah. a manager he doesn't have artist contact and they're just like oh yeah for a few years that was super fun we flew everywhere i met yeah. famous people i had a good time yeah. and now i'm just doing my thing this is now great it's like was great you know yeah. my tw- my 20s
2: and 30s were incredible yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. I don't, and I don't need that to keep juicing that
0: for. I mean, it's basically the plot of the film That Thing You Do uh, with Tom Hanks. But yes, I see, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is I'd like to do. see a true Damn, version that of that film. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it was a good idea. <laughs> <for> yes. <them>. And <laughs> yeah. number four this week, okay, Tori Kelly has teamed up with Corey Asbury for a new version of the song Reckless Love. Yeah. This release comes the same week as the release of Asbury's new devotional, which is called Reckless Love, A 40-Day Journey into the Overwhelming Never-Ending Love of God. In a statement to Billboard, Tori Kelly said, quote, I have been a big fan of Corey's music for a while, and I've seen how his music has impacted people. I personally have had many experiences where I've cried tears of overwhelming joy while listening to Reckless Love, and it has filled my heart with a sense of gratitude. It is such an honor to be able to join Corey on this new version of one of the most powerful worship songs of this generation. The single Reckless Love, of course, hit number one on the Hot Christian Songs in March of 2018, won two Dove Awards. And was nominated for a Grammy. It was also the number one song of the year for both the Christian airplay and the hot Christian songs of twenty eighteen. Here is a clip of their collaboration. Next week, we can hear a little more about that because Corey's actually going to be joining us here on the podcast. Supposedly. He has come down with a so-called sickness before. Mm. And he's only coming back because I challenged him to a fight. If he yeah, did. And, and we ran
0: into a at Chipotle.
1: And I picked a God, fight with man, him. And like he today. said, fine, I will
0: do your podcast. Reckless love. I, I, this this Tori Kelly is... I'm a I'm a huge Tori Kelly fan. I get to interview yeah. her when we did, had her on the cover. Man, she oh, right. is a, a a great artist and, and writes a lot of uh, great music. But even hearing her uh, skills as a vocalist on a song that she's that's collaborating with another artist on, man, she can sing. She's unbelievable. Like I, said, I taught
2: her how to play dominoes, so that's amazing. Um, did you really? You
1: taught Tori yeah, how to, I play, her to dominoes? play dominoes? Yeah.
2: Now she's incredible at it. Uh, well, okay. So I'm gonna take
1: that. <laughs> where did that?
2: Where did that transpire? I was at her house we just went over me and her, me and her husband are pretty cool. So, uh, I just came over one day, hang out. And then I brought dominoes and she was like, I want to play. So i like, don't to yeah. play. It's pretty funny. Um, oh, wow. Okay. But cool. she's, she, yeah, vocally, I feel like, I mean, everybody knows this, but just like, I hope that, that of all that, you know, all that you do to build a brand and stuff like that. Like, I just hope that that's not lost in all of the Tory Kelly world. Is like, Sister can sing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm also it, interested yeah.
2: with just the world of worship music that you can just release the same song seven times and somebody <laughs> yeah. else can sing it and it still that's be so your true. song. Like, that must be nice. Like, that's the part I don't understand. How are you releasing the same song again? Like, Hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, Israel Houghton did a reckless love. I'm like, don't that song already exist? You could just <laughs> sing somebody else's song and that's your new single. Like, I just, I don't know that world. Lil Nas X did a version of
1: that with old town road.
2: It was know, crazy. Cause he
1: kept, he, yeah. and it, and it, and it worked really well though. But I think the way that he got away with it is you never knew what was going to happen next. Yeah. Like anybody yeah. could be yeah. on this song. But yeah. Right, yeah you're, you're right. Next I mean,
0: time. <laughs> Like How He Loves Us, the the John Mark McMillan song. I mean, arguably, the David Crowder one is yeah. more well known the than the original. Script. Same thing, uh, yeah. you know, with uh, yeah. Daniel Basha. I know, you know, Prop, you and I spent some time with him out in Montana. You know, he wrote yeah. the song God's Not Dead, which, yeah. beca- you know, the Newsboys popularized and then it became yeah. a movie, but it's actually Daniel's song. But in the worship Daniel's world, that song. seems pretty common. You know, because it's just, not like, yeah, hey, it, here's a new version of it." It's like, no, 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 no. this is an artist doing the song exactly is as it I was am written. singing yeah.
2: his song. Yeah, but I just slang no, like, it a cover. That's the weird thing to me. Yeah, it's not a it's cover. A, yeah, yeah. That's I don't get why. it, dude. I don't get it. Well, did, I will say this. Right. I will say
0: I like the collaboration on this one because this is Tory yes. Kelly and Corey singing together. Yeah, and and you know, Cor- Tori Tory is an incredible. Like, if if you can get have Tori Kelly, I know she's she did uh, a, a single with LaCrae uh, a yeah. while back, and it, I mean. I, you cannot understate how great of a vocalist she was. She was a guest on the Late Show a few months back uh, with Colbert, yeah. and they did a special uh, like YouTube. I think we played a clip on the pod. They did a special like kind yeah. of YouTube segment where she did uh, a couple of songs just with John Batiste, and he was on yeah. piano and she was singing, and that was the, that yeah. was the entirety of the accompaniment was, it. was just piano. Yeah, and it, it, man, and that's what's great about this version of Reckless Love is the emphasis yeah. on the vocal vocals she is a crazy crazy good singer and crazy good singer yep yeah
1: yeah and if she refuses to answer my email and come on the relevant podcast to co-host i will challenge her to not a fight but a game of dominoes. <laughs> <Play some balls>. <laughs> <laughs> at
0: Chipotle. Meet me at Chipotle. <laughs>
1: bring the Chipotle. dominoes. Proc officiate this match. I'm fighting yeah. I'm fighting Corey with one hand. I'm playing there dominoes with the other. There it is. I'm confident in my ability there it to is. come out on top in both in both of these. All right, number three this week. <laughs> this is a good story. The Babylon B is beefing with CNN over criticism Ugh. that their satire is tricking people. All right. What? So this is kind of a long explanation. Uh, let, let me get through it before we start pulling this apart. Okay. okay. <laughs> Pull this apart. I don't know. Maybe somebody will take Babylon B's side. We'll see. Recently, the Christian satire site, Babylon B, posted an article titled Democrats call for flags to be flown at half-mast to grieve the death of of Soleimani. The story quoted, again, this is satire, quoted Democratic Rep. Ilhan Omar, having her say, quote, the grieving process is painful but necessary. As a nation, we need to stop and grieve this great, austere, revered religious scholar. He was one of the good ones. The story, of course, is a reference to the recent assassination of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani by an American drone strike. Rep. Omar was one of the first two Muslim women to serve in Congress, along with Michigan's Representative Rashida Tlaib. The article also included this line. This is a quote. In a rare moment of unity with the squad, Pelosi gave each of the girls a hug, telling them to just let it all out in their time of sadness. Ocasio-Cortez didn't seem to know what was happening, but adjusted her glasses to look smart. The squad is a reference to the four female lawmakers, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Tlaib. It wasn't too long before the story became the subject of criticism, but it wasn't just the problematic implications and misogynistic jokes. The reason it caught the eye of CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan and author Cindy Otis is because a lot of people seem to think the story was real. Otis wrote a post from a satirical website has been shared more than 500,000 times saying the DNC called for the flag to be at half mast. Some family members just called because their Republican friends on Facebook are circulating it like it's legit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Sullivan also cited several comments from users on social media that showed people who appeared to believe the piece was true. Kyle Mann is Babylon Bee's editor-in-chief, and he took issue with this criticism. He tweeted, "...I truly believe these people just don't understand humor pointed at them and assume it must have some ulterior motive." All right, now the fake news debunking site Snopes has written about Babylon Bee before, and they fact-checked the piece, saying, this article from the Babylon Bee was massively popular, racking up more than 750,000 shares on social media within a few days of its posting. While those familiar with the Bee's content may have recognized this article as satire, some social media users mistook the piece of fiction as if it were genuine news. The Babylon Bee started as sort of a Christian version of The Onion, it uses AP style, using the format of a newspaper to lampoon culture, sports, and politics. And the Bee basically just took the onion's look and tone and appropriated it to Christian culture ends. Yeah. But eventually, it took on a way more political bent. A lot of people don't get the Bee's satire, and they're routinely fooled by it. Christianity Today actually, quote, asked a representative group of over 800 Americans to tell us if they believe the claims based on some popular online satirical stories. They wrote that satirical articles, like those found on the Babylon Bee, frequently showed up in their survey. In fact, stories published by the Bee were among the most uh, among the most shared, factually inaccurate content in almost every survey they conducted. All right, everybody, 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 (laughs) up to speed. That was a lot. That was a lot there, but I felt we needed the full context. Yes, prop. Prop, Give us a. Why don't you go first? You go first. Unload, unload, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think people Chandler, don't cut a word of this. About to, about to just use mad cuss words.
2: No. Um I think two things. I think the the critique is not necessarily on Babylon B as it is just the ability to discern of the general public. I think the the I'm not not to say that they have no culpability in this but i think that like the 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 site turned political because the culture turned political like that's what we're Mm -hmm. talking about so Mm -hmm. it's cracking jokes about what we're talking about you know um i think that that particular article the absurdity wasn't dialed up as much as it could have been so that's probably why some folks got caught in it, but I think it more speaks to their own confirmation bias. Like you just want to believe that about these people. So, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be there. But at the end of the day, like, I just don't understand why a person can't just do just one more step of homework to be like, Oh, this is a joke. You know what I'm saying? Um, or click another article to be like, Oh, 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 they're kidding. Like, Oh, I can see now they're just kidding. And then, so I personally, On that particular article, I just—it's not that I don't understand understand satire. I just don't think that one was funny. Like, I feel like it just wasn't very satirical. That was just more like I'm just taking digs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not funny. Like, like I think. I mean, I'm not. I'm not their head. um, You know, editorial person, but I think it there there could have been a way to make that more funny so that it was so more obvious that this is satire. But at the same time, I like satire that you can't tell is satirical until you get halfway into it. But then again, I just enjoy <laughs> I enjoy that artwork. You know what I'm saying? Um but like I CNN should know better. Like you can't be like, oh people are falling for it. Well fool, that's the well, okay, guys. You know what I'm saying? But you can't just throw, but at the same time, like, that's what I was saying about them not being uh, culpable in some sense. You can't throw a mean joke and be like, oh, can't take a joke. Can't take a joke. Like, you can't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, uh, I, and the other thing,
0: too, is like, this isn't an isolated thing with the Babylon Bee in that, like, yeah. th- there's a pattern, uh, as this that Christianity Today study found, of people routinely getting fooled by their brand of satire, uh, you know, um, specifically and and at a higher rate than other, you know, quote unquote, satirical sites. And like I, you yeah. know, I, I, the the team at Babylon B, you know, always, you know, expresses their version of, you know, some sort of uh, displeasure when a mainstream media outlet calls them out for tricking people, because obviously yeah. I don't think that's their intention. But like Prop, you said, it's like some of the stuff they that that, that have fooled people, it fools people because it's just not funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. If, yeah. if the,
1: if the satire, if there was an like, obvious joke. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's no joke yeah. in that. Like there's no joke in that. You're just saying something that's not true. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that 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 people find so plausible, you, you know, like a certain yeah. n- a certain type of reader find, finds it plausible enough to share it legitimately. At, at some point, you're not making like I feel like the idea with satire is you want to make a a point that challenges people uh, to, to reconsider an yes. opinion that they have. You know, the, yes. the point of satire is to show the absurdity of reality, so it makes people question reality. But if you're just, just Yes. if if you're ultimately just punching down or just kind of making you know fun of an ideological position that you don't like, that's not really yes. accomplishing anything it's not demonstrating absurdity all it is is kind of just making fun of people you don't like and to the to to the extent of well
1: and i think the worst case scenario here is. Is that this the reason that this was a joke to them, or or the idea of the joke is that. Wouldn't it be funny if people like Omar who was satirically quoted here the one of the first two Muslim women in Congress was actually sympathetic to a a violent terrorist who was killed in the Middle East because she's a Muslim that seems to be sort of the underlying yeah which is uh, like assumption here and that's not a joke that's just xenophobic That was like yeah it's kind of just yeah. prejudice like it's not a joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that—that's where I think that it plays on. And I—I I have no idea whether or not you know people at the Babylon B what their feelings about Omar or. Muslim. I mean, I think I have some idea about it, but I'm not trying to cast aspersions of them. But I think they're definitely aware of their audience's feelings about those totally. things and play it on that. Yeah, I think you know what. So
2: when you look at like you look at like the Onion, which I have like followed for a long time, it's almost oh, yeah. like they they're just better at it, maybe because they've been doing it longer. So they're just better at making like you said, the greater point with the satire. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like what happened with this particular article is what you're saying. It's just like, you just don't like the girl, So you're just, that's what it seems like to me. You just don't like them. So you're going to crack a joke about them. That's not do me. Right. What? You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I'm not here to say they have to like, and this is what when we've written about this, this is what we i saw some we us get accused of uh was like well you just don't you you like the squad or you like Nancy Pelosi so you don't want people making fun of them i really don't care like you make fun yeah, of I, whoever they, you want to make fun of yeah, that's not, not the, not the issue here
2: look yeah. you know so when somebody says a bad joke and then they go oh yeah, you didn't yeah, get yeah. It, yeah. it it's like no i got the i got it
1: it's <laughs> not funny. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, it's an no, unfalsifiable no, no it. premise. Yeah.
0: But, but, but it's like, you know yeah, you who know, really get didn't get it? Th- that that grandma who saw it on Facebook and shared it concerningly with her friends yeah. and is actually going to, mm-hmm. you know, could potentially swing the outcome of elections. That's who didn't find it funny because they didn't get Very it in there and there might be consequences to your quote unquote yeah. satire that isn't, you know, funny enough to yes. make people realize you're joking you know that's the yes. concern yeah.
1: <laughs> we can leave it there <laughs> number two this week the makers of the christian movie i'm ready to go fight chipotle Send right now prop <laughs> let's go oh, Let's go fight you know wait somewhere. till the podcast is over we have like we have like 20 more minutes let's go. on podcast we 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 mix into? it up with a couple
2: people out of chipotle <laughs> y'all should try to invite some of the babylon B writers onto the show be like hey
1: be funny yeah, yeah they, they are welcome they are welcome anytime yes yeah anytime yeah if they don't if they don't come i will fight them yes uh, number two uh, is right. we're all fighting now if they don't want to
0: come on this podcast
1: meet me at the nearest chipotle and let's do this thing it's a chipotle down the street it's a chipotle right down the street halfway between the relevant offices and the babylon b offices they know the one neutral ground <laughs> The makers of the Christian movie industry send up faith-based are using nasty comments to promote the film. Because so back in the spring of 2019, the Hollywood reporter wrote about a new movie that will satirize the lots of satire in the news today, go. but this is going to yeah. be interesting. The Christian film industry by focusing on two idiot friends, their words, who realized that all faith based films make buckets of cash. So they set out to make one such movie of their own. Almost immediately, the mere mention of the concept drew the wrath of Fox News. The network brought on Dan Gaynor of the media research center. Things got very personal very fast gainer said quote i'm always amazed at what hacks hollywood wannabes really are (laughs) but they operate in an anti-conservative anti-christian industry so targeting people of faith is a must if they want to break through as for the film itself few people will ever see it or ever care it's just one more example of how the american media culture targets christians as its favorite villains people with morals ethics and faith terrify hollywood which has none of those things well, no, no argument on that last part there. Uh, Luke Barnett, who wrote and stars in the movie, however, told Relevant at the time, quote, I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor and Vince is still incredibly active in his faith community. I'm excited for people to see this film. This is not a movie making fun of people who have faith. It's a commentary on supporting something blindly. Director Vincent Mascale, and and I do apologize if I'm getting that wrong, added, quote, what the Fox News article did was paint a negative light on the context of our film and the people behind it without getting context or facts. That's not how we feel conversations around sensitive topics should be handled. Mm -hmm. We're really excited about making faith-based and exploring some of the themes in the story and hope this film gives audiences of all backgrounds a good excuse to have honest conversations about faith, religion, and what they may or may not believe in. Now, instead of releasing it, Trailer The duo has found another equally entertaining way to promote the movie by reading comments from the internet users, all of whom haven't seen the film. Here is a clip that's so great. Of those comments
0: here are our top 10 favorite comments from Fox News and Breitbart readers about a movie that no one has seen yet. There were over 10,000. That's a lot of confidence. Permanent darkness awaits you. May it be soon. That's from guns a Blazing. Thanks, Guns. Worries me. I'd wager these two were the type to fry bugs using a magnifying glass as children. They will laugh today. They will cry for eternity. Matthew 13, 47 through 50. Is that what that says? sounds hilarious not Not, that's from jelly roll jeff another insignificant irrelevant movie starring insignificant irrelevant unknown and washed up actors that no one cares about well jesus didn't die for everyone that's from repent to life the whole pitch that he. so i
1: i haven't seen this movie or anything but i am i am the premise is on the money the premise is great there's yeah. real, it's a real idea there. I literally want to
2: do that for my next record. Let's just read all the <laughs> bad <good> comments. <laughs> Prop sucks. What is this, 2009? <laughs> I got somebody that said mean? that. What what I had somebody 2009? say it. I was like, man, this is 2009. He just, why are you it. rapping all rapidy raps? Like, uh, all right. Because <laughs> it's a rap song.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> the, the one
2: the one we get the most is yeah, more like
0: Irrelevant Magazine, Bazing. Ah, never heard okay. that one before. <laughs> That's Babylon B, cow. yeah. I, I love, I love that. You know, the, the just someone pitching the premise of this movie ticks so many people off, even though these. Uh, these, like, Christian culture critics who constantly paint themselves as the victims and sort of in this, like, manufactured culture war don't even have the facts about the film. And the guy's like, hey, guys, my dad's a pastor. <laughs> I grew up in the church. Like, we wanted to make an interesting movie about the church. You know, it, it provides a lot more context for, for their kind of motivations. But I think it's great. The movie's called Faith-Based, and the filmmakers like, uh, Tyler, you had mentioned reach out to us a couple times and... I I'm excited to see the movie. I mean, I think it's a yeah, really good Yeah, I mean I'm really idea. excited
1: to see it too. It's a it, it, the the cast is really fun and and they've been and in full disclosure, they have been in contact with us and and they yeah. they seem like really stand-up dudes. So I'm I'm definitely curious to see what this movie is is about. And yeah uh the I, I do wish I thought of the idea, because it's a really good one. There, yeah. There's something yeah. solid there. Yeah.
2: I also like I I'm like I think there's a bigger thing that bothers me is the idea that like a critique about an aspect of something somehow equals to persecution of the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it, like, as a believer, there are certain things about, yeah, Christian culture that I'm like, yo, this is corny. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm on the team. Exactly. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. like, so when I say, hey, I'm not feeling this for you, it's the same way of saying, like, like patriotism is like all or nothing. Like you, like, you know, if you think America's doing something that might be unfair, it's like, well, you just hate America. It's like, what? Yeah hot like how you can't like you can't just jump to that like it's not always that's not always the case it's just ultimately it's this idea that like you either only say nice things in full support mm-hmm. right and you are not allowed to critique right or you hate us you know what yeah. i'm saying and yeah, it's just like yeah. i just think that that's a bigger problem you know what i mean that like so like the guy said he's like no you no, i i come from this I am actually, you know, I I was clearly, he's like, I come from this. I'm just saying, this is something that we need to think about. Like, you know, that's good satire. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we need to think about this as a, as a, as a people, you know?
1: In a way, it makes it even more. It's kind of like the difference between if you're sitting at a restaurant and you see like a a stranger acting really badly versus seeing a member of your family acting bad. Like, I'm going, I'm going to have more. If a stranger does that, I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on over there. But if it's a member of my family, then I'm going to stand up and get involved because this is my responsibility. This is like, this is part of my, this is part of my crew. So of course I'm going to be. Getting involved and probably have stronger, more personal words than I would for somebody I don't know. Uh, yeah, critique, critique your side, critique your own side, man. Everybody's got, everybody's got to be willing to do intra, more intra side, uh, criticism yeah. because that's your responsibility. And prop mm-hmm. that that's one thing For that
0: sure. uh, I've appreciated about what you and Alma have done in red couch, particularly around conversations um, when it comes to, you know, police and police violence and kind of different stories yeah. kind of evolving that because your father uh-huh. is in law enforcement and or, or yes! and yeah. the perspective that you bring to those conversations shows, look, you can be critical of how the, the system is or how certain officers acted, but still have some sort of, uh you know thoughtful empathy for people in law enforcement. Yes. And, and like I, I've appreciated yes. that, that perspective that you've brought. And I feel like the ability to be critical without wanting to like
2: tear yeah. a whole institution down is really valuable. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's and I and I value that because I mean because that's more where that's where we all actually live. Is like yeah. is, is is in this place of like, you know, we're on board. This is an in-house. Um, almost, I feel like almost everything we talk about is gonna have to be some way somehow like an in-house situation, not like a, you know, um, something I'm just so far a part of that I could just like tear the whole thing down. So Styles. It's like, well, now nah, you know, you got people in there. You got skin in the game always. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And finally, this is where we're going to have to bring all of our, uh, all of our critics, all of our critiques of the previous four things are going to come to bear on this one, we the number out. one story we this out. week. Facebook we will continue to allow politicians to lie in their ads. This was just announced today. <sighs> uh, despite mounting pressure, Facebook has announced that it will not change its ad policies moving into the 2020 election this season. That means that politicians will still be allowed to lie in political ads, which is likely to add extra heat. To criticism that the platform has a responsibility to place its content more strictly, the company is also not tweaking its ability to let politicians, quote, micro-target their ads which allows politicians to hone their messaging in ways that critics say allow them to be extra manipulative and let's say flexible with the truth. Mm. The 2016 election revealed how vast Facebook's role plays in politics with the spread of misleading memes, fake news and dubious political ads that allows polarized communities to create tiny ecosystems of their own reality. However, it is forced from the real thing. Since then, Facebook has been caught in the middle of competing criticisms from liberals who say Facebook has been lax in policing offense, and harmful content from hate groups to conservatives who've accused Facebook of unfairly limiting their reach. Facebook has apparently determined that neither criticism has merit or at least doesn't warrant any action on their part. Now, this is a sharp contrast from other social media platforms, most notably Twitter, which announced last year that it would no longer allow any political advertising. Google still does allow political advertising, but has created new restrictions in the wake of the 2016 elections. But Facebook will maintain a hands-off approach. This has already caused some drama for the election after the Trump campaign released an ad on the site that made untrue claims about former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden. Facebook refused the Biden campaign's request to remove those ads. The head of global elections policy, Kate Harbath, told the Biden campaign, quote, our approach is grounded in Facebook's fundamental belief in free expression, respect for the democratic process, and the belief that in mature democracies with a free press, political speech is already arguably, is already arguably the most scrutinized speech there is. So... Mm. There you have it. <laughs> mm. I, 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 Dude. I, I, uh, <sighs> this is tough. Oh this is tough.
0: Okay. You know, because I see, I kind of see, I hate to, I hate to like be that guy, but I kind of see Facebook's point to, uh, to a degree. The problem is Facebook has gone back and forth on whether they are a content company or Or they are just a platform. Because if you're saying, well, it's just a platform, right? We made a technological tool. We put it in people's hands. They can do whatever you want with it. So they're saying we are more like the cell phone company. And we're not going to restrict the yeah. content of your buddy's text message to you. Like, well, uh, you know, if your friend text something you don't want to see, you don't call, you know, Verizon or whoever your your provider is. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but, uh, you know, so Facebook is kind of taking that but position. But they also
2: make content.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where where where, y- you know, a lot of people see Facebook as similar to a, uh, a content outlet that does that has an al- algorithm that does, in fact, promote certain content over other content and shows some sort of yeah uh, you know, at least from an from an algorithm perspective, it has some sort of editorial judgment on content. So they they kind of want to yeah. have their cake and eat it too. It's a complicated situation. And I think we just need to get rid of political advertising in general or at least make it way more fun. Like I was re-watching some old Parks and Rec and they were showing Bobby Newport ads. Remember when Paul Rudd's character Bobby Newport oh, yes. ran city council against Leslie oh, Nills no? yes. and his ads were just like Hi, I'm Bobby Newport. My dad, uh, my dad uh, uh, knows John Cougar Mellencamp, and that was the ad. That's all I want. Just give me, just give me <laughs> something simple that I don't have to. it's clearly there's no lies. Just in. something
2: fully yeah. absurd. Yeah. Well, what prop? What, what do you think about the the situation Facebook? Yeah, I think that you can't. You like you said, you can't have it both ways. You know, if you're yeah. gonna throttle certain content then you are making some sort of judgment calls. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's like you have to choose which one. I also think if I'm speaking in reality for them, it's like, it's just too much money on the table. Like, you can't... Yeah. They yeah. Just, you can't walk away from that. Like, I mean, you can, but you know, uh, I think ultimately that's their position. But again, I think the bigger conversation is like, why... Why are you allowed to make false claims in an ad? Like, like is there's you know, I don't know what oversight you could have on that. Like, I don't know how logistically how to do this, but like, how is that legal that you can make a false claim about another person and then just put the ad out? You know what I'm saying? Like the lie is already out, why the truth, you know, a story where the truth is like still tying its shoe, you know what I'm saying, lied and went around the world. And I'm just like, if you're running for like we're talking about our elected officials, like why is there not already something before it even gets to Facebook. Like you can't just make a false claim about a person. You know what I'm saying? And just put it yeah. in a commercial. Like that itself should already be illegal, let alone where you what platform you put it on. Like you just shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know, like I said, like logistically speaking, I don't know how we would like regulate that or just what sort of thing. All I know is when I submitted my 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 my, my podcast feed to Apple it took them a few days before they let me put this <laughs> before they made it public. And I'm just yeah. like for a stupid podcast of just me and my friends, you know what I'm saying? You talk about swaying entire nations. You, they they ain't no review process as yeah. to like, you know what you get to say, you know? So I think that to me, that's like, that's an even bigger, like you shouldn't just be able to just make a commercial that's false. Yeah. Yeah, without any yeah, consequence. Yeah. And if yeah, you, exactly, and if,
1: and if you knew, yeah. if you, if you knew you could do that, and your only interest is to get reelected, why wouldn't you? Like, why why would you? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's silly to for Facebook, and Facebook knows that they're they're not yeah. they're not as stupid as they like to pretend over there sometimes. They're totally if know what they're no. If there's no, if there's no, if there's no reason to tell the truth, and lying is going to get you ahead, then you're going to lie, and yeah. and,
2: and, and you're going to pay me. For your lie, all right, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, yeah. your money's either exactly. you're telling the exactly. truth or lying. The yeah. money's still well, green. I don't check it away. As, if your check yeah. clears, yeah. the I, I fine. saw that thing. It said approved. It just <laughs> swipe said approved. I mean, yeah. what yeah. you did with it is up to check you. Check
0: cleared, ad approved. Yeah. Now, it's 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 a complicated uh, position that they're in, but I think ultimately. You can see why a platform like, like Twitter was like, you know what? Let's we'll just not have any. Like we don't want to fact check yeah. them. We don't want to get in the middle of this. How about we just keep political ads off the platform? And if people want to have a political opinion, maybe don't be informed by advertising. Yeah. Maybe actually you know, do some research about the candidates positions and propose legislation instead of who has the punchiest little, you know, tweet or whatever.
2: I mean, I'm talking like from. Sitting on the floor as, you know, a five year old in between the cartoons where a commercial would run for like Michael Dukakis. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I had sense enough to know as a five year old that uh that's probably I think he just doesn't like that guy. Like I had it up <laughs> as a kid to know that to be like yeah. I should probably do my own homework about this. I can't just yeah. trust this commercial. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. a commercial. You're selling me something. But you yeah. know what I'm saying. But prop. Yeah. What if I come to you? What if what, I'm Michael Bloomberg and I come to you and I say and I say prop. I've, I've heard her politics. You reach a you reach a demo that I want to reach. I'm going to lie. I'm not going to tell the truth. But but it's a million dollars per. It's a million dollars per ad that goes on your side. What do you do, prop? I don't take it. it like, oh, <laughs> man. I, my I, I, life I doesn't it.
2: change in either way. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm if it was you're. like a... It, it can't be Bloomberg. Like, pick somebody else. That's <laughs> based, that would be a little harder for It'd me to little say little, no right, to. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I ha-
1: yeah. <laughs> that gives me a lot of comfort about politics, knowing that that propaganda. We're going to be getting the truth. Can We're going to be, be getting it be straight be no matter what. He, would, he can't be bought. You can't, he can't buy a politics. It's like,
2: okay, wait, what's the lie
1: though? Like, tell me what the <laughs> yeah, lie is. The lie? Is it like an easy lie? Yeah. Like, a, is
2: it like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got a 1400 they, SATs. They okay. 2,500.
0: It's hold on, let me see. It says, "Do you want to vote for a person that beats up random people at a Chipotle?" Dude, dude, dude! And it's a picture of Bernie <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> 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 they're saying that he, they're saying that he walks in Chipotle and just sucker punches people. I down, I that down. Okay. Can't do that down, okay. dog. dog. Right. If he huh. lying,
1: nothing, nothing I can take what if he's but... lying
2: about himself. If he lied <laughs> yeah. about himself, oh, like, like, you like... know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, you know, I, uh, you know what I'm saying? I rescued a cat. Our cat's a rescue. Yeah, then sure. I who could be like, Who's to say? Who's
1: to say? I mean, who yeah. knows? That's... Maybe it is yeah. true. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm he sure told he... me he was a rescue or I ran the commercial. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm sure he would rescue a cat given the opportunity. So it's not like it's just that he hasn't had the chance to tell the truth. Yeah, it's yeah, not his fault. Yeah, to be fair, he's a cat. He's not, a suit. not anyway, <laughs> yeah. All right, that was that was a spicy hot list. I think we better we right. get out of here. Hot. We got to we got to get out of here before our ad sponsors pull out because yes. we because you can buy the relevant podcast when we come <laughs> back. Echo Smith joins us. Shout
3: and kiss me.
1: You're listening to Shut Up and Kiss Me. It's by our next guest, Echo Smith. Um, So, the featured interview today is brought to you by Praying Through from Jarrett Stevens. Life is hard, but prayer doesn't have to be. We often think we don't have the time, energy, or words to talk to God, but it turns out you're already awesome at prayer. You just don't know it yet. Praying Through by Jarrett Stevens will help you to find your voice when words are hard to come by, to settle into the silence when God seems quiet, and to bring all your cares and celebrations to God because he longs to walk with you and through them. Jared has been pastoring and helping people pray for decades, from NBA stars to local artists and everyone in between. In the book, Jared guides you through how to pray when you need help, feel worried, are drowning, need direction, or when all you hear from God is silence. Prayer is something we want to be life-giving, but it often just doesn't feel that way. Praying Through will help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from God. Get your copy of the book or listen to the Praying Through podcast at prayingthroughbook.com. So this week, indie pop outfit Echo Smith released their highly anticipated sophomore album, Lonely Generation, before kicking off a world tour. We recently spoke with the band's singer, Sydney Sirota, about some of the record's major themes and why she feels like it's important to be vulnerable and honest in her music. Here's part of our conversation with Sydney Sirota. Yeah, so I
0: got to talk to Sydney. I was I was really excited about this album. I was a big fan of their first record. I love like indie pop. I love their style of music, so I was really interested in uh, in hearing. What a, a, you know, a new what new music would sound like, but I had to ask. I felt like kind of the obvious thing to 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 ask is the pressure of a sophomore album when their first album was so huge. Like Cool Kid sold a million copies of the single. You know, since then, you know, Sydney has uh, you know collaborated with uh, you know for King Country. She's been she's sung on stage with Taylor Swift during the Taylor Swift tour. You know, they've had a lot of a lot of success. And so I I kind of felt like it might've been an obvious question, but I feel like one, particularly for a young artist, you know, uh, uh, Sydney's only 22 and already had all this success. Did she feel pressure, you know, coming into a sophomore album? And here's, here's what she said.
3: You know, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to a sophomore album, especially if you were blessed enough to have success on your first album. And you know, we were lucky enough to have that. So I'm really grateful for that pressure because it means that something worked on the first album, but that pressure can kind of get to you sometimes because you can get caught up in this thought process of, Oh no, I have to make, you know, all this music for other people, make sure that they like it and that it's the same enough where people will still like it, but different enough where you're not copying yourself and blah, blah, blah. But we really had to put ourselves in the mindset of what music do we want to make next? And what do we want to say with that? What's most important to us? So we really had to retrain our thought process as we were making the album, whether it was musically or lyrically um, to really make sure that we were being artists and doing whatever came out naturally and actually let that flow out of us because you can get very businessy when it comes to music and think, okay, today I got to write a hit song that people are going to, you know, not be able to get out of their heads." but you don't want to think that way. And that's not how the greatest songs in the world were written. They were written because somebody went through something and it meant something to them and it actually meant something to somebody else too.
0: And so, you know, I, I appreciated that approach to the uh, the album, where they weren't just trying to make something that they knew was going to be a pop success. They wanted to do something that was going to be very authentic, and I think uh you know the the title of the record Lonely Generation and the lead single Lonely Generation according to Sydney really informed the overall direction of the album they knew okay we want this album to be able to be personal and address issues that people are talking about um and here's here's how she explained it and the importance of that first single Lonely Generation
3: we knew what direction we wanted to go in and Lonely Generation the song really kind of helped lead that charge of what the entire vibe was going to be for the album and what the themes were going to sort of be for it as well. So once we knew musically what we wanted to do, it was really a lot more easy. It was a lot easier for us to figure out how the other songs were going to sound as well. Sometimes you just need that one song to really, hit home and feel right to you in order to make the rest of the album. But lyrically, we wanted to be so much more personal this time around, even though the first album was plenty personal, but we've all grown up a lot since then and experienced so much more. And we've experienced so many more things that are a little more scary to talk about and a little more uncomfortable to bring up because you know, it might make you feel like you're weak or something like that. But um, I had to just tell myself that it was actually very strong and brave to be vulnerable rather than weak. So it was a really good process. I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the exact amount of time because we needed that exact amount of time in order to have some of these songs that came, you know, only a couple months before we finished the album. So I'm really grateful for the process.
0: You know, that, one of the interesting ideas in that song is, uh, you know, the, the way that technolo- technology can kind of isolate us socially and the, the kind of the irony of social media of how it's meant to connect us, but really is something, of course, that's driving us apart. That's a heavy theme to dig into, especially for, you know, this kind of like bright, catchy you know, indie pop, like it's smart pop, but it's actually dealing with a, a, an interesting, you know, kind of deeper issue. And so I want to dig into that theme a little bit and ask, you know, why they felt like those were important things to address in their music.
3: We thought that was so important to talk about because we were feeling the frustration and the pressures of social media and the isolation that it can create for anyone and everyone, whether you have a lot of friends or a lot of followers or a lot of likes, or you might have even a little bit of fame. I mean, everyone feels that way and everyone can feel alone and feel less than because they're constantly comparing themselves to this perfectly edited photo of someone as they're just waking up, laying in bed and their most natural self. So we were just experiencing this push and pull with social media and still are. And we're trying to figure out a balance between being on there and connecting with our fans in a really personal and cool way, but also taking time off of social media to live our real lives and invest in real important relationships that, you know, you're never going to get to invest in, in a real way online. So we just wanted to make a song about that because, we were feeling frustrated and confused by it. And it was just something that we happen to feel. And I think a lot of other people feel that way, no matter how old they are or where they live. But especially, you know, being in the music industry and living in L.A., there's already so much going on. And it's really hard to figure out who you are in the midst of it. And throwing social media in there with all those social pressures is... really difficult thing to tackle and to move on from so you know i'm only 22 and i'm figuring it out still but i'm getting there and i think i think it's really important that we all realize it's a process and we're never you know gonna perfectly master the balance you
0: know finally the the interesting thing about this this album um like their first album i even feel like to to even a greater degree is it's really personal Uh, You know, there's a lot of these songs, um, you know, there isn't... Uh, you, you know, they the lyrics aren't all ambiguous. You know, they she writes about things that that from her perspective that have happened to her, and it's a very emotionally vulnerable and authentic album, which I think is going to connect with a lot of people. Um, but that's also something that I know if I was an artist, that would be incredibly hard to do. And so I wanted to ask Sydney about you know the difficulty of getting that vulnerable in their music. And here, here's what she said.
3: It was difficult to be vulnerable because I am just the type of person who even to my friends, I want to, you know, let them know that everything is great and it's all good and you don't have to worry about me or anything because life is great and nothing is wrong. And that's been a big lesson for me as I've been starting to learn about myself that I really need to address what's going on in my life, the good, the bad, and the in-between. And doing that through music has been really therapeutic for me and really a good practice for me for my daily life to remember it's okay to go through hard times and it's okay to talk about it. In fact, it's actually better to talk about it instead of just acting like everything is okay and ignoring your problems. So it was a thing that I wanted to, it was a goal of mine to be more vulnerable in general in my daily, every, everyday life, but it also was a goal of mine to do that with the music because it kind of goes hand in hand. My music is so much, so much a part of my daily life. And I think if I practice being vulnerable with my music and with my fans, then I can hopefully more easily do that with my friends and even my family. So it was a hard thing to do because, you know, we talk about topics in this album that are hard to talk about and maybe sometimes embarrassing to talk about or even an opinion that a lot of people are going to disagree with. But I think it's important to have an opinion and to be honest, because if I go through it, somebody else is bound to go through it and they probably need to know that they're not the only ones that deal with that sort of thing. So it's really helpful for everyone, for all of us to just be open about it.
0: Yeah, so really interesting thoughts there. The album is out today. Definitely check it out. If you like smart, like I said, sort of indie pop, this is an album that you are really going to enjoy. It's called Lonely Generation, and it dropped today. Thanks to Sydney and Echo Smith for being on. I'm really excited for people to hear this record.
1: That was Sydney Sirota. Up next, we're doing Ask the Cast.
3: We can dance a little if you like to. My vagabonds a lonely, rolled a celebrated haiku. Contemporary, overzealous, think I really like you. Sing with me, sing with me, paranoia, light blue. Piano was a deep red, your fingers were a green hue. Watching make a rainbow out of sacrificial love in the club off the alley, alley, feeling holy. The DJ was religion, I swore on the poke.
1: You're listening to Sunny Duet by No Name, featuring the mind. Well, it's time for, uh, we haven't done this segment in a little while, this is fun, We uh, where we do a little bit of Ask the Cast. Oh, uh, so Ask the Cast question, we had you guys send in some of your questions that you wanted to ask the cast, we picked a few of them, we're running a little long. So we are, we're, we're not going to do too many today, but this okay. one is, uh, I, I do want to hear your answer to this one, Prop. This one's directed at you. Okay. Uh, Andrew wants to know if you have any more collaborations with Aaron Martian store, and this is a two parter, and what is your dr- all time dream collaboration? Sheesh.
2: Um, so nothing on the docket for Aaron, uh, but that was one of the funnest things. In a long time, you know, we met on Twitter. It was pretty rad, you know. And it's
1: Aaron's co- formerly of uh, of Copeland, Copeland. right? Copeland, yeah. 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 And
2: We uh, I fan rock for rock royalty, then, yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like that was like my version of like. Um, chance getting uh, the death cap for cutie guy. Yep,
1: yeah, <laughs> right. that's, sure. you know. yeah. that's actually that's a very good
0: analogy. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. an
1: that's astute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, makes sense. Yeah. Makes
0: sense.
2: Uh, which I was kind of jealous that he got death cap, but I did get Aaron from Copeland. So anyway. Um, not a competition yes not a competition i, I already <laughs> lost uh, chance but yeah yeah but you lost chance. A dream collab man yeah. it's it's even hard to it's hard to say so there's like the unreal possibilities that like maybe i shouldn't say unreal but like you know kendrick uh you know mm-hmm. d smoke who apparently I, I get a tweet every day about how similar we are it doesn't live too far from me either but that may be possible i don't know um and then the other one I have tried for three records straight is Johnny Swim. Oh, we even oh, have yeah, the same. Be, put them sick. on blast right now. Do it. Let me say this again. We have the same manager. I still can't get these fools on a record. I'm just like, I, do y'all just not like me? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> have just, you met them? Have you met Johnny's one? Barbecues, like, oh, uh, man. our kids were born a few months <laughs> apart. She, Amanda, wrote a thing, wrote a like a forward for you know the I am Becoming book. Oh, that's right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we're yeah. actual friends. Like, we're actual friends. I just for mm. three records straight, these fools <laughs> have just left me at the altar. You know what I'm saying? And like, <laughs> I just don't. But I'm just like. I can't get these fools on a song. I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm. Listen, we have, I can't stress, I can't say this though. We have the same manager. <laughs> I still can't get them on the song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I know they're listening right now, and I have a message. Uh-huh. You guys better Faithful do this, or, or your next trip to Chipotle will be very uncomfortable. I will very ensure of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, that's this not a threat. a threat. That's not just threat. it's not a threat. That is just it's the just the reality, reality of yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah well, well
1: <laughs> maybe we should. We, should we, we can try and get Johnny swim on this podcast. Prop will have you back on, and you all can air grievances together. We'll work it out. I think some reconciliation say, needs to happen too. Some reconciliation. I was just going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know
0: what? I think the collaboration needs to happen live. I think you guys just need to write a song on the spot <laughs> on the pod. Oh my god! I will accompany on uh, on various instruments, including <laughs> a trombone, and it's going to be something that people have never heard before. So we'll make it happen. <laughs> I'm telling brand you, you need to see this. A
2: brand new scene. Brand new sound. <laughs> brand new scene. They live 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes from my house. Like we you just know what?
1: yeah, right now, probably yeah. Plug
0: it. <laughs> Grab your phone, call us back, and drive to their home and start pounding on the door, and let's, let's narrate yeah. how this yeah. goes. You know what we I'm saying? We're just going to do we'll it, leave it
1: leave right, the right now. We'll leave the we'll microphone on. Open the door! On. you're in there! We're going to leave Open the tape the door. on, on Dateline.
2: <laughs> on some dateline to catch a predator. Like, big old camera. <laughs> see you know what i'm saying poor poor amanda's nursing her newborn and i'm like are we gonna do the song are we gonna do the song or what
0: you're 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 the cop on to catch a predator who hides in the bushes in one of those like hunting nets with leaves yes. taped, taped all over it. you're just hiding waiting for them yes. to come out of their home and you jump out and you're like why are we collaborated you
2: know
1: i i yes. don't see how that could I'm go the, well. i'm
0: telling
2: you like <laughs> let me tell you like i'm the type of friend that like i knew they were pregnant you know how they kept their pregnancies quiet like i knew yeah because we're friends <laughs> Well, well, you can't get the collaboration. Can't get the song off. It's so oh. I just, well, I'm just like at this point. I'm like, I think y'all just don't like my music. I just don't. Well, I just don't I, know. I mean, I
1: don't, it's they collaborated with me. Right, I'm not even a musician. There it is. But, but they just stopped by my house one day and were like, "You want to cut a song?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure I can do something." Got some, I got my, I got my djembe out. Right, ooh, your djembe. Don't do that.
2: Don't I be don't on the nose. nose. I Don't have one. That's two on the nose, one. Tyler.
1: I don't have one. Two on the. I Don't have
2: a djembe. Good. Bay. You can't, never, Tyler. Do not and have never You can't be named bay. Tyler. And have a gym. Okay, bag. okay. <laughs> Here's the thing: like
0: most Tyler's who live who went to seminary, yes. <laughs> like most Tyler's <laughs> who went to seminary, I didn't go to yeah, seminary. I did
1: not go to seminary. I went you to went a to Bible, Bible, Bible school.
0: Okay, how many if I were to randomly go to any Bible school or seminary and walk in the room, I I would get a manifest of the room numbers of every student named Tyler. If I were to walk in the rooms, how many rooms would I find a djembe and or an acoustic guitar? I'd say at least 87 percent.
2: I'm getting, I'm, I'm in a, the eighties. I think 87%. I'm,
1: I'm a unicorn in that sense. That's true. I, yes. it, it's a, I do. There is a guitar. There is a good, I can't say there wasn't a There's guitar. A guitar. There, there, I want to hear that. from I'm, how many being, Tylers are listening
0: to this show right now that are in some era of religious school. I'll expand it to Christian colleges and they are listening right now. And you're in your dorm room and you're looking at either a Jim Bay or acoustic guitar and you will be like, they nailed it. They
2: nailed this one. You guys have to do this. You guys have to do this. I want to hear you just right some now sort of like how many survey of tylers like you have to just survey tylers like just tylers across you the world or have
1: you ever owned a Jim Bayer acoustic guitar? Yes, <laughs> we try to do. We try to put together a band of all tylers, but when everybody shows up first day, it's like, does nobody have a? Bass guitar. <laughs> and they're like, all right, listen, sir. Okay, listen. What let's, we, let's, you, let's just start we, with something we all know. This is all acoustics?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's four hundred acoustic guitars and and and, and two thousand gym bass. And they look at each other like, all right, let's just start with something we all know. Uh anything from Jack Johnson or Dave Matthews bands. One, two, three, four. Let's <laughs> <laughs> How, How, <laughs> How do you all know the song? They know the whole Jack Johnson you guys know the and whole whole the whole catalogs. The whole catalogs. Let's do something groovy. This is all Jack Johnson. Something funky for them gym bass.
2: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: I, uh, <laughs> you have to own it, bro. I won't deny. I will deny it. No, I'm not denying yes. it. I have the guitar. I, I, I'm yeah. staring at two right now. Yes, hanging yeah. on the wall there in front of. I, yeah. I got so. I, go. But the Jim Bay was was a lie. Jim Bay's a reach. Okay. I, I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how those. I don't know how those work. We yes. better get out of here. Yes. I've already. Be, I've already betrayed too many of the of the White Tyler Club secrets. <laughs> <that> I'm feeling <laughs> <I'm, I'm too laughs> knocking on my door any minute. gonna disappear. <laughs> they know too much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you read the rules. Tyler do the podcast. Okay. Come on, Tyler. Tyler. You weren't there. Tyler. You weren't there. They guessed
2: it. They guessed it. I didn't tell yeah. them. They guessed yeah. it. It's listen, not a secret. Listen, It's not a secret. They know, yeah. uh,
0: they know about the water bottles. They know about the Caribbean uh, uh, keychains. They know about the Jeep Wranglers. They know, guys. They know. <laughs> 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 yes. Well, as the long as they sucks. don't know about that. They know.
2: They knew about the hacky-sacks. <laughs> the high school love. For reggae and Bob Marley, they know.
0: <laughs>
1: well, at least they don't Guys, know we they like they Terrence Malik movies, right? <laughs> Guys, I've bad news. They know about the they Terrence Malik movies. <laughs>
2: <No>! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Can't All right, all right, all right, well. all right. We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up there again. I've got. To, I've gotten. We have we have our, manif- our media right up here. I got to get going. <laughs> hey, many thanks to Echo Smith for joining us. We love having them on. We love that band. Lonely Generation drops today. Also, thanks to Jarrett Stevens. Uh, Praying Through is available now. Make sure you check out that book. You can get your copy or listen to the podcast at prayingthroughbook.com. Also, make sure you check out Relevant Daily. It's a daily podcast where we bring you the top three stories of the intersection of faith and culture every single day. Uh, looking forward to seeing you over there. There as well and prop thank you for joining us oh man. my god thank time you out. for having this was me. a long one it was uh and looking forward to your podcast too as soon as you're done with this head on over and check out hood politics that's right prop's new podcast the this the next in his rapidly expanding repertoire of podcasts <laughs> that he hosts every single. what's next i'm curious what do you have like a you gonna do like the prop movie podcast or man i might just the, like
2: i don't know man maybe do like a, a music one you know like a Hip hop yeah. tea, you know,
1: like you yeah. know, something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. we'll keep yeah. keep yeah, going. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. Well,
1: hey, thanks. For, and thanks for everybody for joining us. Hope you all have a great weekend. I'm Tyler Huckabee. Chandler String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Propaganda. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you next week.
0: Do you want to vote for a person that beats up random people out of Chipotle? Do, do, do. And it's a picture of Bernie Sanders.
3: Relevant Podcast Network.